The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Power Rankings Tuesday presented by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook and number one DFS app. Yes, it's a Power Rankings Tuesday, but as explained on the Monster Monday, doing this Tuesday afternoon because I'm calling Bills Patriots tonight. I do not expect anything material to happen tonight that greatly changes these power rankings. However, I will break down the game on a Wednesday edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast with Andrew Brandt. Much to discuss with Andrew, as always. But we want to get this to you. I got a 6 a.m. flight tomorrow morning. I have no idea when, would it, when we would have been able to do it. So getting you the power rankings because you guys deserve them. We will have a new Spread the Word winner this week. We love doing that. We'll have a new sponsor confirmation email winner this week. And I will give out a Cameo style. You know Cameo is the app where you can get people to do videos for you. I give out a Cameo style video shout out every single week for free so you can go on there and pay different people to do video shout outs for you whatever i i do a few a week i think it's 25 dollars. well i give them away for free all you have to do is subscribe to our youtube page and then i'm looking for commenters just comment on any page when i see somebody new that comments you get a great chance to be the youtube shout out winner and you can get that shout out for anybody your spouse yourself your team, your fantasy league, whatever. It's kind of fun. The spread the word stuff's at Ross Tucker NFL, at uh, Ross Tucker Pod. And sponsor confirmation, you know all the sponsors are over at RossTucker.com. Patron shout-out, got another one, love it. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Steve Grover, welcome to the family, Steve. Where else, by the way, can you have over 100 people that are like-minded, hardworking, love football, love the Ross Tucker Podcast Network, and they also like having a place where they can see all of the even money bets, all of the picks Friday, all the press box food grades, a little bit nervous about what we're going to get from Gillette Stadium tonight, as well as the power rankings, which you're about to get because it's big show time. 
The Big Show. Well, we are recording this Monday uh, before Monday Night Football, Ross. Uh, but as we talked about on yesterday's show, the Packers did, in fact, finish the deal on Sunday night. They beat the Titans 40-14. to So what does that mean for Week 17 and beyond? You know what, Brian? It is so interesting to me how so many things are tied together. In other words, if the Rams had beaten the Seahawks, Brian, the Packers would have already clinched home field advantage because the only team within one game would be the New Orleans Saints. And the Packers beat them head-to-head. So the Packers would have clinched, which means they probably wouldn't play a whole lot of starters against the Bears, and the Bears have a great chance to make the playoffs. Instead, now Aaron Rodgers and the boys are going to be playing because they need to get that number one seed. They need that bye. They need home field advantage up in the snow at Lambeau. It's what's the whole thing, Brian? Like a butterfly's wings, like if a butterfly but butterfly's wings flutter in China, it like affects the the um how big the waves are in California. Something like that. What is it? No idea. No idea. There's some, I've, I've like, heard of it. I know what you're talking about, but I some I... story. Anyway, I'm pretty sure I got to look this up. But if a butterfly flutters its wing, its wings in Australia or China, it affects how big the waves are in California. Boy, I'm gonna get. We're gonna get a lot of emails and tweets about this one. That that might have been one of my all time best butcher jobs right there. Something like that. The butterfly effect. It's called the butterfly effect. There's something about it. Anyway, doesn't matter. My my point is, it is very interesting how interrelated everything is, right? So, like, Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins beating the Patriots Week 17 last year and taking away the bye for the Patriots gave the Chiefs the bye and greatly affected everything, right? Because then the Chiefs only had to win two games. They got to win at home, play at home, because the Ravens got upset. Patriots didn't get to the divisional round of conference championship. They had to play wild card, and they lost. It's all related. As for the Sunday night football game, when we last left off, it was 19-0 Packers while we were recording Sunday night. Well, credit the Titans. They got a tough-minded team. They came out second half, scored a couple touchdowns. John New Smith, they marched down, got a touchdown. Ryan Tannehill showing off the wheels, 45-0. I was about to tweet. This is a tough team, just like their coach, my former teammate, Mike Vrabel. This is what the Titans are all about. I am very glad I didn't tweet that, at Ross Tucker NFL, because the Packers put it into overdrive. Rodgers, who's going to be the MVP, I think he should get the MVP, makes another great play to Devontae Adams for a touchdown. Then A.J. Dillon, A.J. Dillon paying off. In a major way, in that spot, that's a great sign for the Packers here in January to have a guy like Dylan being able to finish games, run with power. Very, very impressive. And as you mentioned, the Packers won 40 to 14. So we know the whole schedule for week 17 going to be very, very exciting. And as you know, we talk about it a lot on the Even Money podcast. My recommendation, a lot of times, not always the best move, but a lot of times your best move is to go to DraftKings Sportsbook app now 
and look at what the lines are now. Because now is when you can get the best line value a lot of times. You also can go to DraftKings Sportsbook to celebrate this year's college football playoffs. Because DraftKings is giving all new users the chance to bet on any semifinal team to win the championship at 100 to 1 odds. So you can literally put a dollar on Alabama. They are clearly the favorite. And if they win, you get $100. I wonder if you can do it on multiple teams. I don't even know the answer to that. Maybe you can do it on uh, Alabama and on Clemson because I'd be shocked if one of those two didn't win it. Anyway, at any rate, here's what I like, okay? This is why we switched to DraftKings. It's U.S.-based. It's safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up to get 100-to-1 odds on any semifinal team to win it all. That's code ROSS for new players to get a shot at $100 on any semifinal this week for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey or PA only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's time for the all-important power rankings. The worst team in the history of the NFL is... Number 32 this week, and I'm assuming number 32 next week, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I don't envision them being able to change this at this point. Kudos to them, I suppose. They've got some talented young players, running backs, receivers, etc., defense, and now they're going to get a talented young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence with them locking that up. We spoke about that yesterday. They got demolished by the Bears. They had some competitive games recently. But the way the Jets and the Bengals are playing and finishing, they're clearly the worst team. Number 31, the Lions. I don't know what else to say about the Lions. Um, uh, the, the most interesting aspect of the Lions, since they obviously cleaned house with GM and head coach, will be what they do with Matthew Stafford, what that new uh, regime does with Matthew Stafford. But Saturday, I thought, was an embarrassment to anybody that's ever put that uniform on. Number 30, the Bengals. They could arguably be higher. Brandon Allen, they had like over 500 yards of offense. No wonder J.J. Watt was so upset after the game. I mean, that that was really, really poor by the Houston Texans to get demolished like the Bengals, and it ruined my two-team teaser. Not very happy with Team Houston Texans right now. I still think in five games that they would beat the Bengals and Brandon Allen, three of the five, but who knows? Number 29, the New York Jets. What a world. What a time to be alive where the Jets aren't one of the three worst teams in the NFL. And you could probably de- debate right now the Jets or the Bengals, but they're definitely not one of the two worst, and they might even be higher than this the way they played the last couple weeks. 28, the Houston Texans. The most fascinating thing, by the way, about the Jets will be what they do at number two. And I think part of that depends on what other teams might be willing to trade to get to number two to draft the second quarterback that they like. As for the Texans, uh, we talked about the J.J. Watt thing. I I wonder if he'll be there next year. He seems like a, hey, we're going to rebuild. Let's trade him for assets. Let him go get a chance to maybe – 
win a championship somewhere else kind of guy. Watson had a kind of a nasty looking injury on that last trip sack, but reportedly as of Monday at 2.41 p.m. Eastern time, looking like he's going to play this week. Number 27, the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. They've been yo-yoing, right? They beat the Saints, look good against the Cardinals in a loss. Now they lose to the Dallas Cowboys by 20 points, and they are in the only team in the NFC East that's out of it going into Week 17. Brutal. 26, the Denver Broncos. Not much to say about them. Uh, This is kind of where they are. I didn't move them up or down after that close loss to the Chargers. 25, the Giants. Not looking very good the last couple weeks against the Browns, against the Ravens. Any of the momentum they had, it's like that Cardinals game just crushed them mentally. Number 24, the Washington football team, and they are have officially parted ways with Dwayne Haskins. Correct. This will be their second consecutive uh, win-and-in scenario. And it'll be Alex Smith starting. They're hopeful he can play. If not, it'll be Taylor Heineke. As I tweeted today, Brian, at Ross Tucker NFL, something's wrong. If in a winner-take-all game for the division, you're starting a guy that was studying for finals three weeks ago, getting his engineering. Like something is very wrong with the roster construction if that's the situation. Like quarterback's pretty important. You might want to have three or four of them ready to go at any point. And anyway, uh, yeah, Haskins is gone. I think Washington knew they were going to do that. And why delay it? Why even have them on the roster? The thing that I think is funny about that is, let's be honest, they wanted to do this last week, Bri, but they thought Haskins gave them the best chance to win against Carolina. They were going to use Haskins to try to get one more win and then get rid of him. I don't think what happened in the game on Sunday really changed. Like, I guess if they won, maybe they would have kept them for this week probably. I don't know. But they really – they didn't want him around, even last week. But, you know, it's the business of sports, as Andrew would say, and the business was he gave them their best chance to get a home playoff game. But if Heineke can do it, what an amazing story that's going to be. Uh, number 23, the Carolina Panthers. So I would say the Panthers are probably – Right about where I thought they would be. And I mean this year, not in my power rankings. I know you guys like to make fun of me when I act surprised about the teams in my power rankings. But I mean, they might be a little bit better than I thought they'd be. A little bit better shape. They lost a bunch of really close games. Feels like they could very easily be a 9-10 win team next year with a lot of retooling this offseason. Number 22, San Francisco 49ers. So as long as they don't get terrible turnover luck like the Washington game and the Dallas game they still find a way especially against their divisional opponents to get it done you know I I thought that was another example of coaching Kyle Shanahan and Robert Sala getting the job done against Arizona terrible loss for Arizona we talked about that yesterday 21 the Atlanta Falcons can you imagine if it had been the Falcons Bry of all teams that beat the Chiefs the Falcons, especially after they had lost to the Chargers. How did they lose to the Chargers? Gosh, another one of my even money bets that didn't work out. And they had that comeback against the Bucks when they were up by so much. Credit the Falcons, though, for continuing to play hard 
and playing pretty well. Number 20, the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, they need to get healthier and they need to add a lot of people on the defensive side of the ball to get back in the playoff mix next year. 19, the Patriots. They play in less than six hours, so I will talk more about them on Wednesday's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I'll break down the press box food from Foxborough as well as what we see from New England Patriots against the Bills. Number 18, the Las Vegas Raiders. Interesting stat going on that John Gruden has a worse record, Bri, in his three years than Jack Del Rio and Tom Cable did in their three years when they got let go. So I thought that was very interesting. Uh, he's not going to let get let go. They're going to think he's making progress. And next year, year four, becomes a very important year for John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders. Oh, Las Vegas Raiders. Number 17, the Sandy – oh, no, Los Angeles Chargers. Did, did you think that was funny? Like, did you do that on purpose to make fun of me, or was that just a mistake as well? That was uh, – I'm, I'm going off of about two hours of sleep, so I'm, I'm barely functioning. Okay, so that was an honest mistake. Yeah. Nice. All right. We had back-to-back honest mistakes. It happens. Rock star, Bri off the red eye. Let's go. Um, you couldn't sleep much on the red eye? What's that? You, you didn't sleep much on the red eye? I did a little bit, but it's not. you're not sleeping really well. No. No, you're not. So Chargers have won three straight close games, which is somewhat amazing. I don't think it'll be enough to save Anthony Lynn's job, but you never know. What if they win another one this week? Go, Chargers, go. Number 16, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys is right. Three straight wins. Dalton looked awesome against the Eagles. They moved the ball at will. Defense has played better as of late. I think they're the best team in the NFC East right now. And, in fact, I have them, like, six spots higher than any other NFC East team. Now, they might not get in. They need help from the Eagles. But Cowboys are playing pretty well right now. Like, they're playing well enough that they can at least make that playoff game interesting. Number 15, the Arizona Cardinals. This would be a real disappointment, and I would feel like a real setback if they don't make the playoffs. After all that, you, know, you even get, like, the Hail Mary win and blah, 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 all that, and you still might not make the playoffs. They don't control – well, I guess they do control their fate. They beat the Rams. They're in. And they might be going against a backup quarterback. Goff has that broken thumb, but he's still going to try to play. Number 14, the Chicago Bears. Duh, Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. I know that their opposition has been poor lately. I recognize that. But they're still putting up a lot of points. And – that's impressive. Like, you're putting up 30 points four games in a row. You're doing something. I don't care who you're playing. Number 13, the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, number 13. So the real question here is whether or not the Dolphins, like, how quick is Tua's leash for this game? How quick is the trigger to go to Tua? Because you know. Flores wants to make the playoffs, and that'd be huge for the culture of his team, 
to get that playoff experience, to take that next step. Whew. I mean, you can't tell me Tua won't be looking over that shoulder. Number 12, the L.A. Rams. You know, they were right there. Um, the goal line stand and the golf interception, those were the two differences in the game, really. But now this golf thumb injury is something to watch. What I, I thought a couple weeks ago, the Rams had a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Now they might not even make the playoffs. Number 11, the Tennessee Titans. Titans are kind of in a similar spot where I thought the Titans, you know, and all they had was one loss against the Packers, but they're not guaranteed to get in. They need to win. And I think, I think they no, the Colts are the ones that need help. Titans win and they're in. Colts are the ones that, that need help. I, I still think they're both pretty good football teams. Speaking of the Colts, they are number 10. So, yeah, I mean, I still think the Colts watching them, I mean, they're still the team that had a 24-7 lead on the Steelers. That game just got away from them. You know, and I mentioned they got some bad calls, but the Deontay Johnson deep touchdown really just seemed to change the complexion of the whole game and got them so fired up, them being the Steelers, that they they looked more like the team they had been earlier in the year. Number nine, the Cleveland Browns. They dropped several spots. That was a disappointing performance in every way. A lot of it was Baker Mayfield, quite frankly. Um, not good enough. You just can't fumble like that and expect to win games. So they dropped several spots. They'll get their receivers back this week. The question will be, and this is going to be very interesting, how much the Steelers and the Buffalo Bills, Bry, care about the number two seed, right? So they're going to have to decide, especially the Steelers, who never really had a bye week, they're going to have to decide how much it matters to them to try to get that number two seed. Because obviously you're still not getting the bye anyway. You still have to play that first week. Does it make that much of a difference to try to get the number two seed. So if you are a Browns fan, you are majorly cheering for, I guess it doesn't matter. I was going to say you're majorly cheering for the Patriots tonight, but I guess it doesn't matter because Steelers still need to win because the Bills won their head-to-head against them. Speaking of the Steelers, they're number eight, and they will be at the Browns this weekend. Yep, and the Steelers won the division, which means they will host a home playoff game. Would not be surprised if yours truly ends up at that one. We'll have to see. There's a chance Buffalo's fairly close for me. Washington, if they win. Uh, there's, there's a couple different options, potentially. Uh, but Steelers, boy, it was like they lit a fire under themselves for that second half of that game. That looked like the team that started off 11-0. Number seven, Tampa Bay Bucks. So the Bucks ha- have been awfully, awfully impressive the last six quarters. And they've won now three games in a row the last six quarters. Offensively, they've been on fire. And maybe they haven't won against great teams, I know, but they're looking like they could go on a run here now. Number six, the Baltimore Ravens. Kind of crazy to think that there's a chance the Ravens don't make the playoffs with as well as they're playing right now. But I find it very hard to believe 
that they would actually go out and lose to the Cincinnati Bengals at this point. Look, I think Cincinnati Bengals have been playing much better. They deserve credit for playing much better. But I'd be stunned if the Ravens lost that game. Number five, the Seattle Seahawks. You know, the key, I think, for them has been their defense. Their defense has played much better. And people say, well, look who they played and the Eagles and whatever. Okay. But now they just played against the Rams and totally shut them down. The goal line stands are playing with confidence on that side of the ball. Jamal Adams has been a huge difference maker. So I, I give the Seahawks a lot of credit. I think they're now a top five team in the NFL again. Number four, the New Orleans Saints. You know, the top four really didn't change, Bri, from a week ago. Saints, I, I think, still a little concerned that their defense isn't playing quite as well as it had been. That's number one. And then number two, Breeze still, you know, throwing a couple interceptions. He normally wouldn't. They're not quite – they're not exactly hitting on all cylinders heading into the postseason right now. Number three, the Green Bay Packers. So – the Packers are hitting on all cylinders, although, you know, it was just a week before that they didn't play great against the Carolina Panthers, and they easily could have lost that game. But the, the Packers are on like, and I've talked about this before, feel like the Packers are on like an every other deal right now, where like they're okay, then great. Okay, then great. So that would mean this week they'd be okay against the Chicago Bears, which would be huge for Bears fans, but I don't think they want to take any chance of losing that number one seed, I would expect Aaron Rodgers to play very well. Number two, the Buffalo Bills. About to see them play tonight. I talked about it last week. Uh, really looking forward to seeing them. It'll be my third time calling a Bills game this year. And first time calling it against the Patriots, two of my former teams. But obviously, you know, played a lot more for the Bills. Associate my career a lot more with the Bills. And happy to see them Finally being the division winner, no longer being sort of the uh, the JV squad in the AFC East compared to the Patriots. And I think tonight should be interesting. Tonight should be really interesting. You know Belichick doesn't want a losing season, but you also know the Bills want that number two seed, and they want to announce their presence with authority, like Nuke Lelouch on Monday Night Football tonight. Russ's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is... Once again, number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, and I'm not... Look, I'm not one of those guys where, oh, they won, so they stay there. I would move them down. And if the Bills play awesome again, i consider it. But it's hard to argue with being 14-1. and one and finding a way to win all these games. They were absolutely fortunate against the Atlanta Falcons, but they got it done. Ultimately, that's what matters. So I give them um, a lot of credit for that. I still think they're the best team. I still think they would win a series of games against anybody right now. But that's the thing about the NFL, right, is that it's not a series of games. It will actually be a one-game scenario. But for them, it'll only be two one-game scenarios to get to the Super Bowl, and they'll both be at home. They'll be favored in both of those games. Shout-outs are in order, Brian, for our newsletter. Hopefully I can write it on the plane tomorrow morning. 
RossTucker.com. Sign up to make sure you get my holiday New Year newsletter email. I got a couple stories to tell you guys there. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing. Please salute or salute support your local places. DynastyFreaks.com, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X. This will be posted shortly after midnight again. The college draft will be posted uh, on the afternoon, which, by the way, will be posted before you ever even hear me say this. So that's a waste. We will have Fantasy Feast tomorrow, heavily discussing DFS stuff, since most people are done their championships. Even money not till Wednesday this week. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.